0: Hello, hello, everyone. Um, Welcome to the episode two of season six of the Kaiva podcast. Today's topic is going to be none other than Oceania Week 2023. Very much excited for it. Well, before we start, I'd like to thank uh, our team who makes this podcast possible. uh, And credits go to our editing team member, Eugene our PR and marketing team, Santi, graphic design team with Han and uh, the other guests and the other host from the hosting team, Ayane. Well, my name is Rukhsora and I am in my fourth year. Each semester, uh, I'm studying uh, international relations and peace studies. Uh, I'm from Uzbekistan and we have two amazing guests today. Today, Please, uh, Kelly and Jillian, feel free to introduce yourselves, say hello, and anything you want to add.
1: Okay, thank you so much, Kiwa Podcast and Luxora for having us. Uh, my name is Jillian. I'm from the Federated States of Micronesia. I'm in my first semester as a fourth-year student, um, majoring in Environment and Development. I'm currently the representative of Oceania Students Association.
2: Hello. In my language, we say "yagoy." So, yagoy, everyone. This is Kelly from the Marshall Islands. I'm a fourth-year student, second-to-last semester, also ED major. Thank you for having us today.
0: Thank you a lot for being us uh, for being with us today. Uh, so the word is yagoy, right? Now I know uh, how to say yagoy in the language which is spoken in Marshall islands what is the language by the way how do we call it Marshallese Marshallese lovely Mm -hmm. all right before we start with the uh, questions about the Oceania Students Associations or uh, Oceania Week per se we want to have a little bit of an ice breaking period so um, probably most of the students are aware of what icebreaking is and, uh, yeah, let's try to make it fun. Well, first one goes to, uh, both of you actually, uh, what is the most frequent stereotype that you hear about island cultures? I think the
1: main one is the word aloha. It's, it's a word that's used for all Pacific Islanders. Despite everyone being from different regions, when you say aloha, it's like, oh, you're, are you from Hawaii? Are you from Tonga? All the big islands. I'm like, no, we're just from the smaller ones, <laughs> the okay. unknown parts of the Pacific Islands.
2: Okay. So, yeah, that's from me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for me, I think a very funny stereotype that maybe Japanese will not really like or appreciate is that there's this thing called island time <laughs> and <laughs> islanders always run on island time so if you say the parties at seven will come at nine <laughs> so you should tell them that it's actually at six so that you can get them actually come at the actual 7 p.m time mm-hmm. so that's a little funny tidbit yes yeah.
0: okay that's-, that's interesting the island time thing actually also uh, is related to Uh, from is related to the culture where I am from. Mm -hmm. So we are also very much lax when it comes to time. In actuality, we are very much lax. So to what extent it's true? I mean, the island time thing.
2: I would say it's mostly true. There are special places like Jillian and myself. (laughs) I hope we try to keep the Japanese time culture Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. being 15 minutes early to something. Mm
0: okay uh and when it comes to aloha uh, when we say aloha to people from island cultures uh, how do they perceive the greeting because as far as i can guess most of the islands speak their own languages and they have all their own distinct cultures right and how it is perceived
2: how is it perceived are we from Hawaii? Mm. <laughs> I see. I suppose when you hear the word aloha, you also see certain images in your mind, like the hula dance, the costumes. Mm. Um, so when I say I'm from Marshall Islands, it, people get a blank look. But if I say, oh, okay, Marshall Islands is below Hawaii, mm-hmm. and they go, oh, okay, it brightens up their face have to clearly say, it's not Hawaii, though. It's a different island country. So they go, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Thanks a lot um,
0: for those informative tidbits. Next one, probably, how would you describe Oceania in a a few words or sentences, if you will? Uh, For me, how I would describe Oceania to
1: people who don't really know about it is that it's just... um, small islands that are divided into three regions. Well, we do have similarities, but there are big differences in the way we do things, how we do things, Uh, tradition, cultures, especially language is the different part.
2: Mm -hmm. All right. For me, I like to look at it at a more poetic point of view. So Gillian says there are three regions, Micronesia, Melanesia, and Polynesia. So Polynesia means many, Micronesia means small islands, and Melanesia means literally black, but we're not, we don't really mean that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I learned in a Pacific literature class that Oceania could also be taken in a more positive way. So mm-hmm. it can be, instead of saying islands within the, a big ocean, we can say it's an ocean of islands. So it's more beautiful, more, po- more poetic, and I think it reflects the Oceanian cultures more. So Mm -hmm. I think what sets it apart from other regions is that it's inclusive of all the different cultures. Uh, For Mm -hmm. example, we're from Micronesia, but we also know a little bit of Polynesian dances, or we know a little bit of um, Melanesian culture as well, because everyone has some family that's related to other countries as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the ocean of islands. Very beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, very rich in the meaning. All right. Um, what do you guys miss the least about the tropical climate now being in Japan?
2: That's the least. Kelly, would you like to start this one? Okay. <laughs> Anytime. The one thing that popped into mind very quickly was the mosquitoes. <laughs> I'm a country girl. I live in the more rural side of our capital island in the Mejaro of Marshall Islands. I remember in school, mosquitoes pestering you on the way to school, in the middle of class, on the way home, at night, especially during summers. So Mm -hmm. in Japan, you don't really get that much mosquitoes. So that's probably Mm -hmm. one thing I don't really miss. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. Well, for me, um, I would say uh, the store hours Unlike Japan, where it's 24-7, um, we do have decided times, like it's a 9-to-5 or 9-to-10 uh, store hours, business hours. So, yeah, that's the thing that I at least miss okay. about. It. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, the mosquitoes. Interestingly, I thought before coming to Japan that there might be less mosquitoes, fewer mosquitoes here in Japan than uh, compared with Uzbekistan, because we also have in Uzbekistan, especially in the valley area, a lot mm-hmm. of mosquitoes in summer. Uh, but then it turned out Japan also has few. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I try to be more careful with my, what is that window net,
2: yes. <laughs> <laughs> especially,
0: <laughs> especially in summer burnet. All sure. right. And the uh, next one I'll address um, to Jillian. What is it mm-hmm. like to study with your siblings at the same university? I'm putting oh, you gosh. on the spot. <laughs> I was hoping that question wouldn't come. but
1: The famous Shigeta sister. Well, I mean, as a kid, we all went to the same school as kids. So mm, it's in the beginning, it was kind of strange because it's unlike uh, elementary school, high school, and all that. You know, you there's a big difference in how we are acting today. So I would say it's overall it's fun, but also there are challenges to it because um, right now I think um, my two little sisters, two youngest sisters are mostly dependent on me with doing all the paperwork and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's the downside of it. (laughs)
0: So, yeah, it's fun. (laughs) Yeah, I can totally relate to the fun part uh, because I also have uh, a big family and three sisters and uh, not having them uh, around me is a bit sad part of my student (laughs) life. (laughs) But yeah, whenever I have a chance to talk to them or have a FaceTime, then mm. uh, the fun part starts to, you know, uh, starts to be felt. Okay. Uh, thank you, guys, for the fun icebreaking that we had. And we can um, smoothly dive into the <laughs> first part of our conversation, mostly focused on Oceania Students Association and um, where you both have a role uh, to play in its revival and its um in its restart, we would say, yeah. And uh, can you guys please share uh, a bit of history of Oceania Students Association and what made you decide to revive it this year at this time? Yeah.
2: Okay, thank you for the question. I think this is an important aspect of OSA and all any student circles in APU. For OSA, um, from My perspective and Jillian's, it was one of the big reasons that we chose APU, (laughs) (laughs) yes, one of the great reasons. Um, Mm -hmm. We saw all of the multicultural weeks and how the spirit of Oceania was conveyed very nicely. Um, OSA has existed almost as long as APU itself. It's quite an old organization. We have Oceania Week, that has dated even before 2010. And the most recent one since 2019, it was the last one right before COVID hit. Um, Right there was when the gap just um, plummeted because we were not able to hand down the torch. So the leadership uh, line was discontinued for maybe two years. And during those two years, Jillian and I arrived in 2021. Yeah, spring. <laughs> yes, we transferred <laughs> to APU and we didn't see any OSA or Oceanians really out there. But we did um, see the other clubs at our new We remember that very clearly. Mm. We felt it. We felt very, um, mm, how would I say, Moriageru because we saw the taikos and everything and we were hoping for OSA as well. So after finding out that OSA was discontinued, we we had this dream. We started first when we came, that we wanted to bring it back. And before that, we had to first uh, learn more about APU and how to really navigate its many waters. And after perhaps a year of getting to know APU and Beppu, the people and the students, we finally got the courage after one day after seeing this um, introduction of new students on the campus, it was open house. And we (laughs) said, wow, we really, really need to teach more about Oceania. And even in our classes, there wasn't much that the teachers were talking about, mostly Asian cultures. Um, So we decided, okay, this is probably our last year. We need to get up our courage and we're gonna do it. So finally, we set up all the paperwork. And last year, around September, October, yeah,
1: September,
2: we got the approval from the office and less than 10 members. I remember <laughs> <Start>. <laughs> less I than 10, seven. like seven of us only. And I remember we were so excited, <laughs> just seven of us in the same room, seeing that green light. And we were like, OK, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. And now we have more than 20 members. Yeah. About okay. 25. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But what was fun about it
1: is that right after we revived, we were approved, we got a special invitation from the student office to perform, so that added more excitement to restarting this whole student association.
0: I see. So uh, one of the first motivation factors was OSA and now uh, when you are close to graduate you are reviving (laughs) it (laughs) that's a very nice line of story okay and uh, if I'm not wrong the minimum amount of students to be registered in a student in a student organization at the student office is five people right I was uh, I was interested in that for our side project but you guys started with seven, and now more than twenty. That's mm-hmm. so much. Uh, what is it? Responsibility. That's so much uh, interest. <laughs> right now, we're like moms. Right now, moms. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. <laughs> okay. Um, for people who are not well aware of Oceania culture, uh, how would you? How are you trying to introduce um, oceania? Uh, within the scope of your organization's activities?
1: Well, first off, I think the main one we're trying to do is um, dances, because that's what most people are more familiar with, especially hula or Tahitian. And then following dances is,
2: is what?
1: Uh, in addition to that, we're also posting sh- um, short clips on our TikTok page, our social media pages about the geo- uh, ocean geography. So if you guys would like to see it, you can go and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, we also try to, you know, just teach in- uh, musical instruments to people or just amongst themselves. Yeah. You want to add anything?
2: Um, so we have different outlets. One is the PR team, and we focus on social media. We do Fact, One, Fact of the Week and like Oceania 101, so people can know more. Those were the first reels that we ever released as OSA coming back. Um, also, during our meetings, we always ask these little questions for example if you wear if a girl wears a flower mm-hmm. on her ear if it's on the left or right do you know what it means mm-hmm. yes. if i wear it on the left what do you think it means am i am i do i have a significant other or no am i okay oh,
0: <laughs> for example like hey okay, that that, ha- that has an important meaning then wow yes <laughs> okay, so it's in the left, then no other significant, uh, no significant other. My bad. <laughs> and then if it is on the right,
2: if it's left, there is
0: okay. okay, okay, <laughs> okay. The other way around. I see. Yeah. Good <laughs> <It> to know. <laughs> All right. And uh, when you guys mentioned about dances and um, mm-hmm. instruments, musical instruments that mm-hmm. you try to uh, introduce people to. Um, are there any uh, members of your uh, association who have done those instruments before or who specialize or um, who have done the dances as part of extracurriculars and have more expertise in it? Or is it more or less, um, what is it, well, inter- well integrated into your culture that most of the people from the uh, uh, islands in the, oceania region know uh how to dance well and is it well integrated into the their into their lifestyles yeah if that makes sense good question
1: um well i can only speak uh from the island i'm from Mm -hmm. because um for me um i'm half japanese but i was born and raised back in the islands Mm -hmm. um but despite that i I believe that most islanders, most pun bands are self-taught musicians. So instead of going to music studios to learn or make music, you just watch a family member teach you and then it's instilled in you. So it's mm-hmm. either you want to do it, you do it. You don't, you don't. As for the dances, I wanted to learn it, but I don't think I ever really um asked my mom to take me to learn it so mm-hmm. right now thinking back i wish i did wishing i did
0: okay. yeah.
1: yeah right it's mostly passed yeah, down through family
0: uh-huh all mm-hmm. right so it's more like more or less generational um uh, mm-hmm. okay yeah. uh how is it in Marshall islands
2: if it's for music you grow mm-hmm. up with music Uh, From a very young age, you start singing at church. (laughs) Almost every Islander is Christian. Uh, So Mm -hmm. we grew up in church with gospel music. And there you just kind of find the tune and then learn Mm -hmm. how to harmonize with each other. That's the essence of an Oceanian community. It's family. Mm -hmm. Um, For instruments, like Jill said, it is you sit, you listen, you watch, and you try Mm -hmm. to imitate. Mm -hmm. And that's how I learned the ukulele (laughs) from my cousins. They show me three chords and they say, now you can just practice and just keep going. Mm -hmm. Yes. And now I carry it with me. I carried it with me all the way to Japan. Yeah. Um, (laughs) For dances, we have a very big event during Christmas. We have what's called beat. It's more contemporary. And Mm -hmm. we perform it with an entire community. So each village has like a big group and they take turns on December 25 we all gather in the same church we perform from morning till midnight sometimes way past that and it's basically dance that it's very easy you use your mostly hands and then you sway mm-hmm. and you try to convey the story of everyday life activities like um, Weaving, like sailing, and at one point, my village even did a uh, dance about baseball. <laughs> so baseball is very popular in Japan, and even in Marshalls, we also call it yagyu. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. yagyu.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. But for our members right now, we do have three uh, performance leaders. Mm-hmm. One is CC. She grew up since she was five. She's learned Hawaiian hula, and mm-hmm well in okinawa mm, from mm. okinawa and we have Tani, taani who's from fiji and he's also more of the professional dancer mm. so he's been he's gonna lead our boy dances and we have a special case is Tassi from samoa yeah so Tassi actually didn't grow up with much experience but she is learning now from her senpai is here and i think it's beautiful mm-hmm. that you can still learn your culture even when you're apart from the island. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. That's the power of the OSA, huh? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Nice. Um, And uh, when it comes to the activities uh, of OSA, Uh, Thanks a lot for sharing what you have been doing so far. Maybe you can also share about your future plans for uh, OSA, except for the Oceania Week. Uh, What else do you guys plan to have in the upcoming um, months? Um,
1: Aside from Oceania Week, we are also planning to take part in the Tenku Festival, uh, Bebu Festival. We're just waiting for the applications to open. Other than that, I think, mm-hmm. oh, we're, gonna, we're also trying to plan for just um, OSA members to have gatherings like barbecues, um, probably drinking nights because that was, that's mm-hmm. what islanders are also known for, sitting together mm-hmm. at night, talking over either a fire or uh, back in the islands, we call it kava, but according mm-hmm. to each island, the name is different so from my island we call it the sakau there's something you drink talk over it with friends and stuff and mm-hmm. yeah just gathering
2: mm-hmm.
0: probably it will be very good for team building and team spirit within the uh, association as well that's nice yes um Probably we can also dive a little bit more into the Oceania Week itself and the preparation for it from now on. Um, how's the rundown of the Oceania Week going to be? Um, for instance, the concept of the week or event types and people involved, uh, people from different mm-hmm. cultures probably, I, I, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so right now we have more than 10 Islanders here. Um, It's a combination of graduate students and undergrads. And half of the remaining 10 or 11 members are Japanese and other foreign students. So for OSA, we're trying to keep it um, diverse. It's not just mainly focused on Oceanians. But the concept mm-hmm. of Oceania Week is um, we're going to do parade, um, some sports day. On the sports day, we're planning to um, have everyone try this, the games that we play back in the islands uh, as kids. Mm-hmm.
2: And um, we have a luau night. It's like a pre-show to the grand yeah. show on Friday. Yeah. That one is like live music. Mm-hmm. The concept is live music with dinner. <laughs> yeah, I think that one. I hope uh, we will have more people. It'll be in the cafeteria, so that's one of the more entertaining type of mm-hmm. events that we're planning. We're also planning a very educational part. Yeah, that we, we want. We want to teach the performers the story and the meaning behind the dances. But we also have to focus on the audience, right? So we have a Thursday academic event that we're hoping to invite guest speakers that can talk about Oceania and um, Pacific Island issues like climate change. We will probably uh, share the actual theme for that next month in the coming times when we're um, doing press releases for Oceania Week. As for Oceania Week's grand show, We have agreed upon a theme. Do you want to say what it is, Jill? Yes. So our
1: theme for the grand show is navigation and voyage. Mm -hmm. It's what the islanders, us islanders, are known for navigating Mm -hmm. in the fast ocean just just by using stars and the current. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. yes wow. look forward to the whole details during the grand show if you guys want to of course of course be part
0: of it very much and um, integrating combining academic part uh, as well as entertaining part of the uh, week of the Oceania week has been very good um, maybe it's it's For the first time that I'm hearing that academic and then entertaining parts are combined in a a multicultural week, Um, but I think it's quite nice to introduce to uh, the audience, both the problems of the, uh, or the issues, global issues relating to the the Oceania as well as the nice entertaining cultural uh, insights. So, whose idea was it, or uh, how did you guys come up with the plan of combining both?
1: I think it's Kelly and I, because uh, we didn't only we did not only want to focus on the fun things because you know we want to leave behind something that people will remember. So, adding, mixing it with something more educational to the fun. Things is more how do you say wholesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wholesome.
2: that's the word.
0: For sure, for sure.
2: But also, like traditionally, OSA has always done an academic mm, event in yeah. Oceania Week. We wanted to keep that going, and also from our from what we can see in the classes, mm. we don't have much lectures or guest speakers who are. Um, more pacific oriented even though it is asia pacific university
1: and yeah, that was the first thing that i was <laughs> exactly so it's like asia pacific so i was thinking oh could they could involve more info pacific. info pacific. from about the pacific but surprisingly it did not so i was mm. a bit
0: um, all right that's a very good point exactly <laughs> even the name says that but yeah um, when it comes to practice not so much of an integration interesting yeah. hopefully uh, it can serve for the i mean the oceania week and its activities can serve for greater benefit and inclusion within apu yeah we hope so too yes. <laughs> yeah and uh, uh how are you guys doing in terms of time management um i do know that combining <laughs> extracurriculars with mm-hmm. um with the studies and uh, other student life, uh, what is it, uh, errands is quite hard. How are you doing in terms of that?
1: Well, I won't lie, it's it's a really big challenge, but due to past experiences of um, uh, like juggling work and school a few years back, kind of helped me, um, enabled me to you know how to manage, mm. uh, what I do during what time, what I do during which time. Mm. So mm, I think overall it's it's okay,
0: yeah, for me. Okay. How about for Kelly? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> our fear. <laughs> ah uh, yes. Uh, at first, of course, it was difficult because it was just the two of us, mm-hmm. including two more members of our core team our accountant Irvan, and our vice leader, Diana, who's also Julian's sister.
0: (laughs) Diana, hello, if you're listening to us. (laughs) Oh, no, no. But we do
2: have a very strong core. I'm so thankful for that. And then after we recruited new members a few months ago, right before the school year started again, Mm. um, our leaders for our team, for example, Kai. Of our management team, she's wonderful. She's she's still a very much a younger student because she's still in her second year. Yeah, but um, I think it's the desire and the excitement that each team leader has. They want to be team leader and they want to make Oceania come back and more um, to be more known again in APU. So I think if it's if we couldn't have a complete team who had that kind of desire we wouldn't be this successful because it is the first time we're bringing this week back in over four years. And we have financial issues because we're starting from zero. Um, Mm -hmm. We're scheduling. Everyone has different things, vital classes. Um, But our team is very strong. We, haven't, we don't have disputes. When we do, we just laugh it off and try to solve it right then and there yeah. before the sun sets. <laughs> and the uh, commitment. Um, I think each and every member is committed. Uh, even our new members right now, they have the eagerness and the excitement that we really want to convey. The yeah, the passion. <laughs> because we want everyone to have fun. That's the whole essence of Oceania. Yes. Mm-hmm very yeah. much a family mm. Mm. i think that's what we want to call it a yeah, family yeah but mm-hmm. according to ABU, it must be something that you know well it is <laughs> a student organization per se but in our mm. hearts it's a family yeah yeah Actually, i love the approach yeah i love the approach
0: yeah and uh, you alluded to a very important things uh of course uh any uh what is it how would I put it? Uh, when people gather together for a certain goal, uh, mm-hmm. for sure, especially when it's student led, especially when it's voluntary um, and the extracurricular, uh, you, there are possibilities that some uh, problems or issues arise. Uh, you mentioned about scheduling, uh, everyone has different priorities, etc. But you also mentioned about core committed members. Um, and uh, how are you dealing with the difficulties that arise along the way? For instance, as you mentioned, scheduling, commitment, finances, uh, any ways that you are uh, trying to resolve those? So um,
1: if I were to talk about the finance part, uh, since we have to start from zero, um, core members along with the Team leaders are trying to come up with ways on how we could start off with, um, you know, uh, what do you call that? A starting startup. A startup, yeah. Mm. So that I think right, right now that's the biggest challenge because uh, Ocean U, with Oceania Week coming up, there's the additional fees for costumes and then the yes. props and so much more. So... Yeah, hopefully we're able to overcome that very soon.
2: It'll be fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Um oh can then... I add something in here as well? Sure. Yeah, I just wanna make a shou- give a shout out to all our performance leaders, management leader Kai, performance leader, Sisi, Tani, and Tasi uh PR team Nicole Diana and the supporting members as well if it weren't mm-hmm. for you guys none of this would happen
2: Yes, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that's so good uh, to have uh, leaders who who give due recognition to each and every member um, which also kind of improves the spirit uh, within the team improves the uh, performance for Preparation for the Oceania week and everything. You guys are amazing. Um. So. Oh, and one more. Person,
1: yeah. Is it
0: okay if I add in
1: one more? Of course, please. <laughs> yes, to our accountant who's trying his best to come up with solutions for our financial part. <laughs> he's really, I think he's the rock for the financial wow. part. He keeps yeah, us course. grounded when our
2: dreams go too high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't fly too close to the sun. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Very important pillar.
2: <laughs>
0: Thanks a lot. Um, and overall, what do you guys uh, plan or want people to uh, remember from the Oceania Week, if you look in the retrospect after it's uh, successfully completed?
1: Hmm. Well, for me personally, <laughs> I really want uh, to leave an impression of, you know, Oceania is not just, um, how do you say, I don't really, I'm not trying to put any other regions down, but I don't want that stereotype mm. for Islanders, you know, we're classified as just this one group, who do Hula Tahitian and all that, for people to be able to differentiate
0: mm-hmm.
1: the different regions and at least get a little bit knowledge. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. All right. To remember from Oceania Week, maybe three main things. The first is probably um, what Oceania actually looks like. Mm-hmm. That we are very diverse different people Um, we have people with lovely long hair curly hair straight hair but we're also a bit of a mixed fruit salad because we have half Japanese half Americans (laughs) Um, and the second would be that the tradition is still alive Um, the old traditional dances and cultures is being brought forth from our family, from our forefathers. Uh, But also we have a little bit of contemporary, which we wish to show everyone through our dances and the grand show play. Um, And the last would be the food (laughs) because food is an integral part of interconnections, right? And APU is all about um, making those diverse connections. And I think if the students and faculty and staff on APU will be able to drink the during the taste of the islands mm-hmm. we will probably bond a bit more closer and stronger than actual words can convey mm. Mm.
0: yeah very much excited for it um you, you also guys mentioned about the food um <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: are you <laughs> <and struggling? laughs> And buy a drink.
0: (laughs) Let me know a bit more uh, about the food part. (laughs) Um, What are you guys planning for the menu? You mentioned about the dinner and then drink booth. What is it going to include?
2: Well, that part is not written in in stone, but there are a few ideas floating. Even before this, we were talking about something (laughs) like island curry, some um drinks. colorful drinks that yeah. we call mm-hmm. we love it. It's called Kool-Aid. <laughs> it's actually American, but it's also mm-hmm. alive in the islands. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then poke is the of course the raw fish. But perhaps mm-hmm. we will save that for a later event because mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. a lot a lot planned for Oceania Week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's Mm. good to hear. Um, Very much, uh, what is it, mouth-watering again. (laughs) For people, especially who haven't had lunch. (laughs) Um, Hang in there, Jillian.
1: (laughs) My stomach is being (laughs) grumbling.
0: Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, yeah. No, 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 bro. But the nice thing is uh, we're coming uh, close to the end. So we have a couple more of questions and then we are done. So uh, what would be your advice for other um, students from different cultures and countries um, and representatives of those uh, cultures and countries to organize a week, for instance, in terms of funding or team Uh, team building, team cohesion, planning, recruitment, anything, any advice that you can give would be much appreciated.
2: Wow. That's that's a hard one for me. (laughs) Okay. Then maybe I can go first. Um, From a technical point of view, we have Oceania divided into three main teams. One is management. Um, The second one is performance. And the last one is PR. So each team is responsible for specific tasks. And that's how we've been surviving this long. (laughs) And that's how we hope to carry on until Oceania Week is successful. So um, if we missed one of these teams, I don't think we could really have a balanced approach to any of our events. Um, So for as an advice for other weeks, um, we've been learning from past weeks as well. So we're thankful for Uh, members of the Thai Week, Indonesian Week, that have been very, very nice to talk Mm -hmm. to us about how they manage them. Mm -hmm. So we divided everything into like day leaders all the way up to the core team leaders so that everyone is responsible for something. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe in terms of advice, it'll be very good to first form a team that really wants to do what they will have to do so for example i'm in the pr team and i really love photography i really love um, showing people the the dances that all the members have been uh, dancing beautifully i want to show that i want to show it as a representation so um Mm -hmm. and then for planning i think that's very key we started planning a year a half a year in advance but we're still we still have very, very many um, gaps to close. Mm -hmm. So if they want to stage a very successful week, learn from others first. Mm -hmm. Then you can come, form your team, and then start planning well in advance, a year perhaps. Mm -hmm. And then for recruitment, that's probably the most difficult part because you're excited for a big event, but you do need people who are able to participate to show it. So perhaps, Talk to friends about that, but also um, promote it in your classes as well. Because mm-hmm. it's not just down to students; the professors also really, really care. For example, when we <laughs> yeah when we <laughs> performed at the New Lachshiki this year, we we were outside waiting for our turn, and these professors came out, and one of the professors was so excited, just like you guys look beautiful. She was taking pictures of us. She's like, mm-hmm. please let me know how we can promote. I've been uh, told by that my professors as mm. the well. Mm. They're really, really supportive. Yeah. Mm.
0: That's very nice to hear. And then um, the fact that you guys let uh, the teams and members to have their own autonomy in place and their own um, contributions and stay open-minded for new ideas is quite important rather than uh, micromanaging, uh, especially when it comes to such things uh, which are voluntary. right? And um, that's very nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about uh, if we if we ask you to share with your uh, final thoughts on the multicultural environment of APU, and uh, you mentioned about uh, some support from uh, the student office uh, or support from the especially um, the words of support at least right <laughs> from the academia from the professors uh what would be your final thoughts or words final
1: thoughts um first and foremost i'm really thankful that from the, we got so much uh, so much support and encouragement from the student office in participating in the multicultural week uh it w- just the sound or, yeah, just the sound of Multicultural Week was exciting. But then looking at the workload, it was a bit challenging, mm-hmm. but despite that, the student office, along with professors, um, supporting senpais, alumni of um, APU, we were able to go th- get through the process of reviving it. Mm-hmm. And which led up to the um, per, as our participation in the entrance ceremony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm really thankful and I'm also really rooting for the multi- multicultural environment of EP.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, thank you very much guys. Kelly, do you have anything to add? Feel free.
2: Um, regarding that multicultural environment of APU? Mm -hmm. um, yes, I would like to, I would just like to say that perhaps if there was a bit more emphasis on the Pacific aspect, uh, we would be very, very happy, Mm -hmm. um, not just in the classroom, but also outside. We hope that is what Oceania Week this year will be able to show to the students and uh, the teachers and the staff. We really hope that we can accomplish this goal. But APU um, generally is doing really well. It is this multicultural environment that first um, made me and Jillian very inspired to bring back Oceania in the Mm -hmm. first place. And we're very thankful, yes. Very, very thankful because the support is strong. I think APU student support is one of the best mm-hmm. that I have experienced as a student. Mm. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, those uh, thoughts are very much um, important and we do hope very strongly that uh, your goals will be accomplished and uh, uh, the Oceania Week will be a nice lead up to uh, all of those changes that we all hope for, for more inclusion, for more um, diversity and um uh, Uh, removal of uh, most of the stereotypes that are not uh, duly placed so yeah thanks a lot guys for your time for your uh, nice input and uh, for being with us today and sharing your uh, valuable ideas we all hope that the Oceania Week will be a blast, and uh, everyone. We encourage everyone to uh, enjoy the week and uh, be uh, as much supportive as you guys can for the organizers and for people who uh, have uh, who are going to make this possible. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the episode. Uh, we have platforms to connect with you on Instagram. Uh, it's at the Kaiva Podcast. You can send us feedback, comments, and questions. And uh, if you have any rec- recommendations for guests, topics, please feel free to contact us. Thanks a lot, uh, Jillian. Thanks a lot, Kelly. Uh, Thank we you for all having should... us. Thank-, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hope for the future collaboration. <laughs> yes. <laughs>